This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Trauma and grief are extremely difficult to deal with, but they don't have to be. Processing trauma and grief is an essential part of healing. Through her years of training and experience, Olivia can help you navigate these painful parts of life. It is also important to have fulfilling relationships in our lives. Each of us wants to feel connected and heard, whether it's with family, friends, or partners. Olivia addresses communication, intimacy, boundaries, and identifying needs in both family therapy and couples therapy. Her goal is to provide a warm and compassionate environment while working collaboratively with you to meet your specific needs. Being present without judgment or distractions, she allows you to improve your life. This is a privilege for her. Valeria interviews Olivia Einbund, She is the author of Sips of Water. Olivia is a licensed marriage family therapist based out of Los Angeles, California. Her specialties include working with young adults as well as doing somatic work with trauma. Olivia also works as a certified life coach. In her free time, Olivia enjoys hot yoga, walking her golden doodle puppy, and exploring California. Olivia's poetry book is available on Amazon. Meet Olivia at therapybyolivia.com. Here's the interview with Olivia Einbund. In your own words, who am I speaking with today? <laughs> Hi there. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here today. My name is Olivia Einbund. I am a licensed therapist based out of Los Angeles, California. I'm actually from Los Angeles. I also work as a certified life coach, and recently my poetry book was published. My pronouns are she, hers, and I identify as cisgender, heterosexual woman. I am a sister, a daughter, a partner, and very importantly, a dog mom. What is life to you? Life is like a box of chocolates. No, no, just kidding. Uh, this is a hard one, honestly. I think the best way I can put it is that life is this fast-moving opportunity with endless ups and downs. Hopefully you can breathe through it and smile just a little more than you cry. What is the purpose of the human experience? I think the whole purpose of the human experience is literally to experience. It's right there in the wording. For example, we should let ourselves feel all of the spectrum of emotions, the good and the bad, not pushing things away. We should get our hearts broken. We should fail. We should fall in love. We should have the hard conversations. My motto is try almost everything once. 
I like to practice what I preach. So to share some of the things I've tried, my list includes things like skydiving, backpacking through India, trekking to Machu Picchu, getting a tattoo, experiencing the magical benefits of psychedelics, publishing a book, running a half marathon, crying in public. I could go on. Um, I have had privilege in my life to do some of these things, definitely, of course. But I think that living life is the purpose, however that might look for you. At this time, what is the purpose of your life? When I think about the purpose of my own life, a couple of things come up for me. The first one is connection. I think about having loved ones in my life and how that gives me purpose, whether it's family, friends, a significant other, a pet. We're definitely social creatures, but being in relationship is what gives me life force energy to show up every day and really put in the hard work of just being alive. Another purpose that comes up for me is helping others. This is actually what led me into a helping profession. There's this Jewish saying that has always resonated with me about how helping one person is like helping an entire universe. So every day I try to help one person and with it their entire world. And what I mean by that is the sense that if let's say one person starts to feel better after leaving my office, then in time their mom might worry about them less. And then their teacher may find that their classroom environment is disrupted less. Their coach may see them start to put in more effort on the field and so on and so on. All of these lives are connected. Obviously, I'm just one tiny part in that, but that's kind of the beauty there too. Just like all of these people are parts of my own life, my purpose. What are some of the greatest misconceptions about happiness in your opinion? Uh, great question. Yeah. So the biggest misconception about happiness, in my opinion, is that it's the end goal. We should all just try to be happy. The point of life is to be happy. If my kid grows up and is happy, then I'll be happy. So I disagree with all of that. Happiness is a feeling. It's a fleeting emotion that will come and then it will go. Like being sad or being tired, you feel it and then you don't. Instead of being happy, I think we should just focus on being content. This may include a lot of joy. I do hope it includes a lot of joy, actually. But it's more so the sense of calmness and just being okay with where things are at. Enjoying the process. What do you love most about being in a human body? <laughs> One thing I love is pushing my body to new athletic endeavors, like sprinting as fast as you can and then dripping in sweat with your heart racing. That's a really good feeling for me. I love endorphins. The body is a great way to tap into those. Of course, there are a lot of tough parts about being in a body, like negative beliefs or backaches. But I think having gratitude towards the gifts of the body is really key, right? Thanking the body for working and doing its job. What is healing to you? As a healer of some sorts, I think a lot about this. I think of the healing process as something that never truly ends. It can look a lot of ways. It's really an individual experience. For me personally, healing happens when I feel like I'm back to myself again after a tough time, or it's when I can talk about both the positive and negative implications of a trauma. As a therapist, I see it a little bit differently. I think clients heal slowly every day, and I think it looks just like continuing to show up week after week and not giving up. To me, that's healing, and it's really hard. At this time, what is the world's greatest need? And also, do you have a vision for a new reality? 
The world's greatest need is kindness and empathy. We need to slow down and acknowledge we are all the same. It's really easy to find things to blame like social media or political candidates, and that may or may not contribute to this, right? But in my opinion, it's really the divisiveness of an us versus them. That's what is killing our planet. To think that I'm different or better than someone outside of my group or even an animal for that matter, that's the issue. To be honest, I don't have a clear vision for a new reality. It's really tough to imagine all the struggles of our current society just magically disappearing, but I do think we can get better. I am optimistic and I'm willing to try to do my part to do what I can there. What is your understanding and idea of love? Love, oh boy. All right. Uh, I was lucky enough to find love recently from a dating app, no less. So hang in there, people. Uh, yeah, love has taught me so much about myself and about life. The, the true trick of things, though, is loving yourself. Oh, man. So that's a journey that never ends, but it is so worth taking. I don't think love is only positive, though. I think there's good and bad to it. Just like everything else in life, we need to find the balance. What is inner peace to you? This is a bit tough to answer because I think it can change day to day. But when I think about inner peace in general, I think about acknowledging that I am okay in the present moment. I remind myself that I am safe, that I am here, things like that. Deep breaths is crucial to inner peace for me. It's a very fleeting thing, though, because I think it's so deeply connected to the present moment. And it's really hard to just stay in the present moment all the time. So I don't think it's something we can have all day, every day. But I do think it's something we can try to connect to every so often, whether it's in a daily meditation practice or once in a while when you finish a long hike or catch a beautiful sunset over the Pacific. What is to be spiritual? And what is spirituality? Spirituality is connection to something outside of ourselves. It can look like religion, meditation, hiking, running, things like that. It may or may not involve things like a god, a higher, a higher power, fate, karma. Spirit, I think spirituality, though, does involve connecting to the soul in each of us and also connecting to the earth, the planet, all its inhabitants. It's sort of like this oneness. How do you define success? What is to be successful to you? Uh, success. Yes, that is a big one. Well, my idea of success definitely changes when I'm able to shut out the noise from society and really check in with myself. I know it's hard to turn on the volume on that societal pressure, cultural expectations, but we need to turn up the volume of our inner self. Um, of course, it's also so hard to escape thoughts of money when you talk about success. But when I think about living a successful life, I think about being a good person as much as possible. I think about being loving, being kind. Above all, I think about working on myself. I think if I can get a little bit closer to who I want to be each year, then I'll consider myself successful. I'll give a recent example, actually. This year, I decided to push myself physically, and I had a new goal of running a marathon. It would be my first one. I'm not there yet. I still have some time. But I did just complete a half marathon, and crossing that finish line felt more like success to me than all of my paychecks put together. So all that being said, my advice around success is really if you can set small attainable goals for yourself and then put in the work towards those goals, success will follow. So 
Why did you choose to do what you do? Honestly, choosing what I do, I don't think is as interesting as continuing to do what I do. Um, I'll kind of explain what I mean. So my dad is a psychologist. Growing up, I had an idea of the profession. Well, sort of. I, I thought I did. It's very different once you're in it. But when I was applying to college at 18, I was in high school. My top choice school required me to pick a major. So I just chose psychology. I went through psychology. I kind of liked it. It went well. I graduated. I took a year off. I traveled. I worked as a bartender. I lived back with my parents. And then the logical thing to do, right, was apply to grad school and the thing I studied, psychology. So then I went to grad school. I got my 3,000 hours of training. And then I got my license. Really, ever since, I've had to ask myself over and over, do I want to keep doing this work? Because it is draining. But I know deep down the answer is yes. And I hope I'm helping people. That's really my why. I think sitting with someone for an hour each week for years without phones or distractions is really powerful. And I'm honored to be doing that work. How did you become a writer? Writing for me was a part of my therapy process. In between sessions, I let words kind of fall out of me and onto the page simply because it was all too much to contain internally. I needed to reflect and process outside of that one hour a week. Just this year, I decided I wanted to push myself to be more vulnerable by putting my writing out into the world. I often ask my clients or my loved ones to be vulnerable. I tell them it's a strength and I didn't want to feel like a hypocrite. So I self-published Sips of Water, my poetry book, because it felt like the most vulnerable thing I could personally do. Now I'm really excited to see what I write next, whether it's poetry or something else. What was the inspiration, intention, and purpose of writing your book? I wrote Sips of Water because I needed a safe space for my innermost thoughts. I was holding a lot in. I was suppressing a lot. Using a creative outlet allowed my unconscious to become conscious. It was so healing for me. I decided to publish it because I want others to know they're not alone. I feel like poetry is such a unique way to portray the therapy process. And as both a therapist and a client in my own therapy, I do think I can offer a unique lens through which to view that process. Talk to me for a moment about the services you offer. So I work with individual adults who are seeking either therapy or life coaching. In my therapy practice, I also work with couples or families. I specialize in working with young adults navigating their 20s. And I also do somatic work using the body for trauma. I don't have a one-size-fits-all model. I try to meet my clients where they are at and together we collaborate to get them where they want to go. Usually this looks like getting to a place where they feel better and feel like they can reach their full potential. Right now, I'm actually doing both virtual and in-person work in Los Angeles. So it's been really great and exciting to be able to offer a hybrid option for my clients. Where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects? Everything to know about me professionally is on my website, which is therapybyolivia.com. My book, Sips of Water, is on Amazon, so feel free to check that out as well. And feel free to follow me on Instagram. It's Therapy by Olivia. I'm always happy to connect over DMs. And for those local in Los Angeles, I'd love to grab a coffee and discuss your answers to some of these questions. It's a lot to think about. We are almost at the end of our conversation, and I have two final questions for you. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body... Would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? 
I'd like to say nothing would change, but that wouldn't be true. I would probably take more time off work, if not leave work, and spend all of my money on adventures and travel. Without that future focus, things shift, and I think that's okay. There's no shame in it. However, I actually wouldn't change who I am or who I spend my time with, and that's the most important thing for me when thinking about a question like this. It really ties back into one of my life's purpose, connection with others, and it shows me that I am on the right path. What are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Hmm, let's see. The first thing is that I know there's so much I don't know. There's so much left for me to learn, both about myself and about the world. And that's okay. That's actually really exciting. I can admit that. The second thing I know about life is that it's worth living, even when that can get really hard to believe. The third thing, I know that people can change. I think we grow and we change if we do the hard work. And I, I see that every day. Thank you so much for your presence, for sharing your wisdom and doing what you do. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Olivia Einbund and her work, please visit therapybyolivia.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.